What is up, you guys? This is Michelle. And Mariana. And welcome back to another episode of In the Heat of Empowerment. This is a podcast where we express our thoughts on many topics surrounding our society and lives today. For this season, we will be talking about academics. And for this episode, we will be talking about grades and unhealthy school pressures. So first, we're going to start with talking about how and why are we all equal. So... In my opinion, I believe that we should all be equal because we are all human beings and everyone deserves a chance and there shouldn't be any like um, things that make us different or give someone like a advantage over someone else because that wouldn't be fair. And even though there's a lot of inequality in this world right now, we should always strive to fix it like we have been for the past couple of months. And even though it probably won't be fixed 110%, even the smallest thing can help. So that's all my intake. Yeah, like Mari, I do agree that like we're all human beings. We are all born and we all die. That's like one of the biggest things I feel like is when you think about humans, we're all equal because we all you know, we all end up being born and we on a certain day and we all die on a certain day. And that's how, and we just live our lives in between those days. And um, like Mari, like I feel like these past couple of months, like especially during quarantine when everyone's on social media, people are a lot, a lot of people are taking to social media to emphasize about like, for example, the Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of people are talking about Asians and all those other ethnicities and just like everything that's been going on. And I feel like this is a very great time to bring out all those stuff out. Like every, no one should be left cast into the shadows or no one should be left to do other people's dirty works and jobs and stuff like that. I feel like in this world now, especially in the modern world that we live in now, we should all give each other an equal opportunity to live our lives at the fullest moments because you never know when t- tomorrow could be the day that you know you pass away or tomorrow might be the day where you never see this person ever again in your life and to never have an equal opportunity to live our fullest moments is very very limited obviously and I just feel like when you treat other people the way you want to be treated you're treating people an equal opportunity to live their lives and I feel like that's just one of the biggest things that we should understand around this time of age. And just because Black Lives Matter, I definitely do see a decline in the Black Lives Matter movement on social media just because everyone's moving, I wouldn't say moving past it, but just everyone's been less active about it, which is like completely fine. But I I still want to bring it up and say like Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter Every life matters, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, regardless of anything. Everyone's lives matter. And that's just how we want to live our lives. You never want to judge anybody by giving them the unequal opportunity. And to think that anyone would give any other person that is very hurtful. And I just, I don't want to think about it. So yeah, we just wanted to touch on that. And we want to emphasize how that's going to... Um, tie into our episode here so we're just going to get started so our first question we're going to be asking you guys or asked is how important are grades to us and not just grades like rank and gpa we're just going to kind of sum that up into one question for you guys 
Um, so I'm just going to get started right now. Sorry, I had to fix my headphones here. It's okay. Uh, so <laughs> grades are, I guess I should just give this on a scale of one to 10. I feel like it makes it more easier for me. So grades, obviously, like, you know, it's, it's important. You know, it determines your school, which school you go to, your major, and all those other things, like the logistic part. So for grades for me, um, you could take this any other way. Personally, for me, I think it's an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 8.5-ish, close to 9 out of 10. Rank and GPA also lie in the same spectrum as that. And a lot of people are going to think, like, Michelle, why is it not a 10 out of 10? Because I used to have grades and school and everything be a 10 out of 10 in my life. And when you think of it that way, that means I just I just focused on school. I just, nothing else mattered to me, grades, rank, and GPA. And I'm not saying that people who rank all these three things a 10 out of 10 in their life don't have a life outside of school. I'm not saying that. But for me personally, I realized when I started to care so much about my grades to like the tiniest, tiniest details, the tiniest decimal, it started to power my life and started to, I started to see negative effects about it. And I'll get into more detail when we progress through this episode. But personally, for me, it's important, obviously. But I don't want that to be my top priority. My top priority is giving love and giving a, giving love to the people who need it the most and treating people the ways they need to be treated. It's about health. It's about just mental health is kind of one of my top priorities as of right now. Obviously, it probably will change when I get older, but I feel like that's just a really tough topic to talk about. So we'll definitely have a season over that. Make sure you guys stay tuned. But yeah, I'm just going to end it sweet and short and say that Grades, rank, and GPA for me are just like a 9-ish out of 10. So, yeah. Okay, so for me, uh, grades and GPA are, I would say, a 9 out of 10 because I want to go into medical school. So, I want to go to pre-med and I want to get a good education out of that. So therefore, I want to have good grades and a good GPA in order to prove that I can handle the rigor. And yeah, that's basically it. And I try to balance school with my life, but sometimes it can get a little bit tough and you just really have to take into consideration how much you're pushing yourself. So now we're gonna talk about when we know that we've reached our limit on academics. So in my opinion, I think that if you're in a class or something or a certain subject and you keep on having a really tough time with it and you can't seem to catch up or something, then that's a good indicator that you might want to consider looking at your options and seeing that you're pushing yourself too hard because there's a difference between pushing yourself and over exceeding yourself you shouldn't just go for the best classes in everything because not everyone is the same and just because your friends want to take some advanced classes doesn't mean that you have to because your brain does not function the way theirs does like you have you may be strong at uh, math and your friend might not so but that does not mean that you guys should 
take the same classes. You should look at what's best for you. And if you feel like something is too hard on you, you should definitely talk to your counselor or to somebody about it. Yeah, so I agree with Mari. And I just want to clarify that this is a very tough topic to talk about just because we're both still in high school and we both still have like two years left on the road for us and like many more years in college. Like, so this this topic is very... Um, strong in our in in our opinion so we might sound a little down but like we're just being completely honest and completely transparent with you guys like how it is like and everything for us so like mari said if you're taking a subject and you're and you just feel like it's just not you it's just you're having a tough time doing it regardless of the amount of tutoring time you've gone with your teacher and stuff that's when you know that you're you reach your limit and I definitely have experienced that. I experienced that uh, sophomore year when I decided I wanted to take so many AP classes just because I wanted to get ahead in my rank and get ahead in my GPA. Um, I didn't just because I felt so burnt out. I felt I felt like I was uh, putting so much weight on myself. And to my friends that, who took those classes with me, I under, like they could push themselves. They know where their limits are. But for me personally, I knew I didn't know where my limit is. I thought I just kept, kept, kept going, 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 but clear, clearly I couldn't. And when I started to feel burnt out and when I started to feel like there's a limit where I should be taking all these advanced classes, I knew I would never, I knew that was a limit I should never pass again just because I knew that in the end, it didn't benefit me anything. If anything, it just caused me more trouble, caused me more I wouldn't say pain, but just more stress and stuff. So that's when if you start to feel burnt out over just school in general. You know that you reach your limit. You know where you need to take a pause and in your academic career and say, where did I go wrong? Where can I lessen my plate a little? So yeah, that's kind of just how we like to say you reached your limit academics. So which moves on to our next question is, how do we know when grades, ranks, and GPA are becoming an unhealthy stressor? So I think when you start to be making lists, especially for ranks, it's, it's different for every other person. Personally, for Amari and I, if we see someone making a list of ranks and stuff like I'm not trying to offend anyone out there just because I, I really am not trying to. But for me personally, it gives me more stress It gives, because I'm not a person who likes to share my, you know, my information out there and say like, hey, I'm rank 46 or something like that. Like, no, I'm not that person. Um, um, even if I was like ranked one, I still wouldn't be that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I just don't like to. It's not like I don't like to brag, but I mean, I don't like to brag, but I'm saying that I just, I don't like telling people stuff about it, if that makes any sense. So when it comes, becomes, when it comes, becomes, when it's becoming an unhealthy stressor is when you take too much time on there. When you start to think negative thoughts, checking your grades or negative thoughts when you're checking your grades and thinking about your rank. That's when I start to feel like that's when it becomes an unhealthy stressor. And when you repeatedly do it, that's when you need to stop. 
that's when you need to take a step back and take a deep breath and probably go talk to your counselor and or talk to your friend or get a cup of coffee or whatever like take a deep breath you need to step back for a moment and just look at what's in front of you and make positive thoughts about it and that's kind of how I like to think about it and when it comes to these unhealthy stressors because in reality they're going to happen again and they're going to happen again and again and again but the way you control it and the way you react to these unhealthy stressors is how you can advance forward into your life and how you mature if that makes any sense so that's just my input on it yeah I definitely think that's a good input and so for me um I'm like the first generation and oldest uh, child of my family here in the U.S. because they both moved here from other countries. So my family doesn't have much experience or with like how college is supposed to work or anything. So I didn't really know the importance of rank until this year when it came out. And I personally got very excited about how I was ranked. But once I saw that, then that opens the doors to so many negative thoughts because if for example if i drop next year then just the pressure of dropping can be very stressful and it can just develop some unhealthy mental issues definitely so i think that rank is something that should be not stressed so much and it should be more about competing with yourself than with others when it comes to grades, because you want to become the best version of yourself and you don't need others' grades in order to become the best version of yourself. You should be pushing yourself for what you believe in and not what others are competing or like like trying to get you to get on their level. So that's my intake on that. So now we're going to talk about how important stereotyping is to us when choosing our academic goals. So for me, like I've mentioned before, I am Latin American. I am from Colombia and Mexico because that's where my parents are from. And so the stereotype for my kind of ethnicity is that um, we're not usually like Hispanics are not usually in the advanced classes or they don't take as many opportunities as other people do and that's something that so that means that obviously stereotyping is not important to me because I try to not get it affected by it because I'm currently taking IB I'm gonna right now in junior year I am taking eight classes and no off periods so I'm really trying to push myself and um, not listen to stereotypes And I think that stereotyping is something that everyone does. Even I do it. Everyone does it. And I think we should all just look at it and recognize it and then try to avoid doing it. Even if we think it doesn't harm anyone, it secretly might. Because I remember, not regarding like academics, but I remember telling one of my friends once when I was younger, because when I was younger, I always viewed being... Hispanic as in a negative connotation. So in my family, personally, um, our ans- we have some ancestors from France, but like that was like years ago, like ages ago. 
and then they moved to Mexico and whatever. But then I remember telling one of my friends in seventh grade when they asked me where I was from that I was French instead of Hispanic because I was embarrassed because of the stereotyping. But then I grew up and I realized through high school that I shouldn't be ashamed of for who I who I am, <laughs> and <laughs> and I should really um, just try to ignore that the stereotyping and try to push myself as much as I can and really succeed in life. And that's my intake on that. Yeah, like Mari, um, stereotyping shouldn't be the factor to limit your academic goals. It should never be a factor to limiting your academic goals. If you are a person who likes to think that just because you're this type of ethnicity, you should be taking these ma- these classes or these many classes or this and that. You're making the wrong mistake. You're, I mean, you're making the wrong mistake. You're making a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just don't don't do it. You really don't want to be the that person to base your academic goals based on your ethnicity. That's literally what it is. That's literally what stereotyping is when you're basing it on your academic goals. And like Mari, um, I'm gonna share a little experience with you guys on stereotyping and how it affected me. Recently in the years of high school, I was, I'm Asian, if you already know, I'm actually Cambodian. So that, just to bring that out there for reference, um, I used to be embarrassed saying I was Cambodian. Like, I'm fine with calling myself Asian, you know? Like, I'm Asian, clearly. You can see, it. look at my face, and you're like, that girl's Asian, obviously. But I used to be so embarrassed to say Cambodian because there were not, uh, there's barely any Cambodians in my school or in the school that we go to. It's a very uncommon race, I would say, uh, in the area that we live in, just because it's not highly populated in that race, clearly. So I used to be so embarrassed of saying that because I used to be bullied for being Cambodian. And I'm not going to come at the the people who used to bully me over being Cambodian because you know what? The past is the past. I forgive them completely. And I realized that like eh, we all make mistakes and it's just not their fault anymore. But I used to be so embarrassed of calling myself Cambodian because I was, no one really knew what I was. Nobody, everyone thought I was Vietnamese and whatnot. And I used to say, like, yeah, I'm Vietnamese. I used to say that. I used to say I was, like, yeah, I'm, like, half Vietnamese and half Chinese, if that makes any sense. Because, truly, my parent, my mom is a little Vietnamese and a little Chinese, but she's also still Cambodian. She's, like, kind of a mix. So I used to say, like, yeah, I'm a little Vietnamese and a little Chinese. And that's my personal way of saying that I didn't want to be identified as Cambodian. And for the longest time, I used to be so embarrassed with just saying, yeah, I'm Cambodian and not and look and someone looking at me like, where the heck is that country? Like, I've never heard of that country. And I had to go through the whole process explaining, yeah, this and that, this and that, this and that. And yeah, long story short. But once you like start to grow up and when you start to realize how important how important culture is to you, I started to realize I was making a big mistake by not saying my true ethnicity by by calling myself Vietnamese or Chinese. And that's when I started to take pride in 
being a Cambodian, I was proud to call myself a Cambodian just because I felt like I was unique. I felt like I was just on top of the world. Let me just say that. And I still am to this day. I'm proud to call myself Cambodian. And a lot of people look at Cambodia and we are a third world country. Um, a lot of our people live in poverty to this day. And to see people look down at me and just say, oh, you're like, you're like those people? Like, wow. And stuff like that. And I've obviously when you think of Asians, you're like, oh, they're so smart and stuff. But when you look at Cambodia, and I'm not trying to judge Cambodia in any way, not anyway but the ideal picture when people think of Cambodia is a third world country very I would say uneven let's just put in those words and it kind of hurts to say that a lot of people think that I'm Asian I have to be smart and some points I'm like I just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I'm smart just because I have the tiny eyes and like the long black hair like that does not mean that I need to be able to take a lot of classes and have a 99 or above average in all my classes and be ranked top 10 top 10 in my class and all that stuff like you shouldn't be limiting yourself to that and i feel like when you start limiting yourself to you're not you're not fulfilling your full opportunity you have to be you have to be able to experience failure in order to grow and like mari i under um like she said how you don't want to compare yourself to others, but you want to compare yourself to your past self. That's how I live um, my past few years, just because I've always been comparing myself to others and seeing how perfect they are and how great their lives look. But now I look back and I'm like, why would I do that when they're all when those people are comparing themselves to other people? And in the end, people are just comparing each other to each other to each other, and you never know in the end who you're comparing yourself to because in the end they're just comparing each other to each other so now I just choose to compare myself to what I was a day ago or a year ago or two years ago and I slowly gradually realize that that becomes a positive mindset for me because I'm always like I have grown I have matured I have experienced so many situations that I know from that point I can move forward or where I can go after this situation and stuff like that and that's just kind of my input on that's really off topic but that's how I really put stereotyping into our academics so it's not important to me it's not important to me if it's limiting you don't don't let it limit you push past those boundaries and in the end you're gaining so many more opportunities for yourself so yeah which leads us to our next um kind of topic of what our experience is with the pressure to be perfect. So I just want to emphasize, and I emphasize this over and over again and throughout all of our podcast episodes, that Mari and I are not perfect human beings. You're only listening to a good, like a good 40 minutes of us talking about our lives. We've been living for a good 16 years because we're both 16. You've only listened to 40 minutes of it. Uh, every time you listen to each episode, I would say. So you can't really determine that someone's perfect. And if you think your friend is perfect, look at them again and think you only know them for so much, so many times, or like so much 
because you only spend like seven hours with them, and this and like yeah, seven hours is a lot. But like you never knew what they're like as a kid. You never knew what they're like outside of school. They could be completely different people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my experience with the pressure to be perfect is, I used to look at some of my friends and think like, being perfect is having that you know straight A grades, having that perfect outfit every single day, getting enough sleep, and just whatever makes. Things ideally a woman's perfect position, I would say, and to me that was like the worst, worst moment of my life because I realized that I don't need to be perfect. I need to be myself. I need to have imperfect moments in order for me to mature, in order for me to grow. And that's when I realized that being perfect is not ideal. Nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. Everyone has their flaws. Everyone has made mistakes. Everyone has done things that they regret. And in my opinion, those are the moments where that need to be sh- that need to be recognized because those are the moments where we grow as human beings. And that literally that leads back to our society topic of how we are all equal. We all make mistakes, and that's when we know that we have we should grow instead of move backwards. And that's just kind of my experience on having the pressure to be perfect. Because when you start to have that pressure to be perfect, you're not living your life at your fullest moments. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I feel so. Michelle and I, we surround ourselves in a group of people that are really good people. But also, I feel like since we're all high achieving students. There's a extremely high pressure to be perfect or to get an 100 on a quiz or test. And sometimes it can be very stressful to go home and try to stress out about all the quizzes and tests you have. And it can become overwhelming too. And I just think that, like Michelle said, nobody is perfect. I'm not perfect. Michelle's not perfect. I promise you from, for me, this year I was in the top, under the top 3% and I promise you I have epically failed some things like under 60, like epically failed, I promise you. And that doesn't stop me from being motivated or anything or from getting pushing myself too much because I try to push myself but not too much and when I see that I fail the pressure of being perfect sometimes gets to me and I get really stressed but I think at the end of the day you should just think about it's not the end of the world you still have plenty of life to go through it's just a tiny mistake throughout your life and it won't even matter in a year like whatever mistake you made today like that low grade or whatever you won't even remember it next year and also when you're comparing yourself to someone else that you think is perfect at something they're probably not perfect at so many other things that you are so good at like just i think it's so important to not focus on just academics for example to look at being perfect but there's so many other parts in your life where you are so talented and so blessed and not everyone is blessed in those areas that you shine in so just try to shine in the areas that make you feel good and that you're really good at 
So now we're gonna give our tips. Oh, sorry, so sorry. I wanted to add something. Okay. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So another big thing about being perfect is that for me, honestly, when I started to care about people being perfect, I developed this. Um, I don't think it's a disease. Um, I developed hives. Long story short, I thought I was allergic to something. It was the start of high school. And I thought I was allergic to something, so this and that, and I thought I was allergic to my shirt. No. I get hives because I get stressed. And when I get stressed a lot, that's when my hives start to break out like crazy. I start getting itchy everywhere, and uh, let's just say it's down the drain from there. And that's when I realized that I need to set them away and take a deep breath, drink, get a drink of water and stuff. That's, that's a kind of a sign to me saying that, like, hey, you need to... You know, take a chill pill a little and then when I started to think about comparing myself like Mari said comparing ourselves to our friends that are very high achieving students and the and to uh, comparing our lives to their lives that are completely different in many different aspects I started to realize that my highs grew worse and worse and worse because I was putting myself in this little tiny little Cage just saying you need to be perfect you need to get good grades you need to have this color hair you need to be as skinny as her you need to probably practice your viola every single day to be perfect no 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 no. that was when I shut down and said I'm not gonna let these people identify um characterize how I act and how I should be in my life and that's when I started to realize that my hives started to go down and that's when I realized I wasn't caring for myself both mentally and physically so that's just kind of what I wanted to add also again we are going to be talking about all this type of mental health and stuff like that in a few seasons I believe and if you want to listen more i about that stay tuned to the rest of our podcast episodes we might be hinting when our release date for that season might be um i am not for sure yet so yeah just stay tuned sorry mari i kind of like completely cut you off but i think we were on the next yeah we're on the next one of tips to blocking out negative judgment based on our academic goals yes um honestly you own up to yourself. That's kind of just how I live up. If someone's judging you because you're taking eight AP classes, let them. In the end, you're, you let their comments go to your brain. You're not benefit. Obviously, you're not benefiting yourself, and you're just you're just letting them control you. And that's when you realize that you're not living your life the way you want to live. You're living the life how they want you to live it. And yeah, that's kind of just my input. Like ignore them i know that's kind of hard to say and it girl you definitely had to put your big girl pants on and stuff like that but when you start to realize that they're just not important they're like why would you why would you say that like i don't care about what you say anymore like yeah and that's just kind of like own up to it that's what i would like to say yeah i i definitely don't have much to add on to that so now we're going to give our final tips on avoiding burnout when it comes to grades in school. Um, for me personally, I just think definitely add a lot of breaks in between when you are working on your academic stuff and try not to focus too much on 
the numbers like the rank or your GPA or your grades or whatever because those numbers at the end of the day they do not define you as a person whole like they're just a very very small portion of what you are and just a grade should not determine what you are because there's so much more that you are worth like all of your extracurriculars your values your family that is what makes you you not just some random number so just don't try to focus on that because if you do then you'll become sad you'll become stressed you'll be burnt out and then you'll just not want to do school anymore and just be stressed and overwhelmed and if you just really try to not give the number as much importance and instead focus on being happy and being well-rounded and having fun and being happy then you will be fine yeah I really don't have anything else to add to that just because Mari really did put a lot of um of emphasis onto how y'all should treat yourself when you're trying to avoid burnout and I feel like she did a great job saying it so I don't really have much to add which leads us to the conclusion of this episode please make sure you guys to wear a mask wash your hands and social distance I think I said that wrong social distance in order to protect yourself and others coronavirus is still out there you guys it's not gone yet if you're planning going out, make sure you social distance as much as possible while still having fun. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Yes, and stay tuned for our next episode where we will be talking about clubs and extracurriculars. We hope that you have a good day and bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.